0: a game on podcast Charlie Bill you've got a problem on your hands my friends how many many people are you getting score for you now
1: yeah I know it's it seems like endless amounts and it's just really really pleasing it doesn't always happen like this but it allows just just the confidence I think the group have just it, that spins from Tuesday into Thursday, the, the competitive element that we've got within the group and, and suddenly when people are getting opportunities, they're taking their opportunities, we're scoring goals um, and it does make it very, very dis- difficult because you've got to make decisions based on performances but, but when a lot of players are performing, you know that you're going to have a slight uh, disappointment in, in some players but I think players do understand the level of competition but, but yeah it, it can be quite difficult
0: Now it wasn't like the, by half time it wasn't a massive scoreline so it, it looked like any other game surely at that point in time until Don's turned it on again
1: yeah, and I think that's a lot of um that was a lot of our message at half time. We we couldn't rest on what we were doing. We felt we got a lot of goals through our in the first half through our intensity out of possession and winning the ball high and then punishing them. But I think the actual stuff in possession to build up, to to play through the pitch and to create chances ourselves, we were quite poor at and there was a lot of turnover. So still in the moments, although we've going in five one up, we still have to then reflect reflects the group and go, this is what we still got to do better. This is how we've got to improve. And I think we we scored three goals within the first five or six minutes, second half, because they were really good, really, really good details of what we were doing, whether it was the pass, whether it was the set or whether it was just a really ruthless finish. So we just try and keep in good habits because although, yeah, you never want to, say, put a team to bed and score 10, 11, 12, 13 goals, it's nice for us to be on the end of it, probably not the flip side to Cheshire, but we've got to keep, doing the right things because we don't want to get bad habits going into another cup game this weekend or or bridge water the weekend after because that's when we if we come complacent then then we could be yeah or could see goals ourselves
0: is that an issue then scoring too many goals
1: no i don't don't think so i I think when there's a real golfing class there's there's a potential issue when i've been part of teams and stuff like that but i I generally believe between us and Chesham, we've always had really, really competitive games. So the build-up for all of this week was Chesham could create uh, an upset here. We've had close games. They're going to want to beat us. They're going to want to progress through to the next round. So I think when you take them games and you dominate, then it it isn't as difficult because I think we've always had real good battles in the past. So we can enjoy their moments. If it was a real drop-off and and you were playing a a team of, of, of a lot less quality or a lot lower tier then it becomes almost a mismatch. But I didn't think it was a mismatch out there. I just thought we did a lot right on on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, what would be the lessons learned from that game then? Because uh, you won, obviously you're letting goals as well too. Is that something you highlight as well and say to the team, oh, look, that you this is defensively or midfield or whatever? Is that something you highlight as well, as well as like celebrating the goals as well?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we had the we actually had the defensive unit in on Tuesday as the, as that unit, not just the ones who played, but the whole whether they didn't play and and, and, and they've been part of that defensive unit. And and the idea behind it was for them to understand that. I think the disappointment of the two goals concede was one. It was straight away from when we made it three you nil, know, so it was a very quick goal. And then the same thing, I think, um, in the second half we, we went eight one up, and and it was just. 20 30 seconds after we scored so there was more of a concentration issue we felt that yeah. sometimes that does happen you come a little bit complacent but it was just trying to iron out them things so yeah we we're always trying to improve and 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 that was certainly one of the the things that we highlighted on on um on sunday about not giving away kind of goals that You'll always see goals in football. There'll always be some high quality goals, but limited limited their chances or chances of scoring. And 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 we felt that we just switched off in a couple of key moments. So yeah, definitely still still room for improvement.
0: Yeah, no, it's, and it's important for the players to hear that as well. But it's great to see, uh, great to see um, uh, that Amy McLean has come back from injury back into the squad. And second game, I know you put her on for the Billericay Bilir- game for the last few, you know ten minutes or so, but for Billericay game, but now scoring a goal as well, back into her not natural position of forward and and striking home.
1: Yeah, and I think for I think for 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 Amy, she's worked incredibly hard again behind the scenes. You don't again often often see the journey that that player's gone on because, and and this is why I try and do this. This is why we try and keep in constant conversations because often. For example, like an Amy McLean, she started the season really, really well last season. Um, I remember starting away at Kingship, which was November. Um, and then she had this kind of injury that, that set her back, which it was kind of an uncommon injury, but it ended up building up, building up, building up and, and, and ruling her out almost for the rest of the season. So often fans, spectators, especially where we aren't in the kind of media's eye as much. Yeah. They just see a player, player kind of go off the face of the earth and instantly think, oh, has Amy left? Or has Amy said something happened there? Whereas actually she was just consistently working incredibly hard behind the scenes. She had to go and see specialists over pre-season. Um, and, and for her to go on that journey and, and I watched Amy when she was part of the development squad, similar to, to Leone. she was so excited. She had one season where she scored endless amount of goals and, that she then was rewarded with a step up to the first team last season. So probably wasn't the season that she wanted, but because of the injury, but she will always score goals. She knows where, where the back of the net is. And I thought, I was really, really impressed with all of the decisions Amy made on on Sunday. Not only did she score one goal, she got three assists as well. And I think as a winger, that's really, really important um, in terms of impacting the game. Um, but but it's really, really pleasing when you see a player who's had such a long injury layoff and mm. worked so hard. And, and it was the same thing for Hannah Davis. Hannah Davis, that was a, a first kind of competitive start for us for two years since her injury. So again, I think in in the same game, seeing that hard work that's been put in. It might only feel like for Hannah Davis, 15, 20 minutes out there at the back end. But again, it's a journey that they've gone on and and that step over that white line to either start a game or come on. I think it feels a, a lot of a really, really pleasing for, for for them individuals.
0: Yes, I must admit, I mean, when you sometimes think of any football team, um, when they're not, when people, when the players aren't playing, you forget. Do you know what I mean? And if they've not been playing for a while, you you do might you might actually wonder are they do they are they still part of the squad or whatever do you know what I mean because sometimes it's easy just to rely on the 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 main squad do you know what I mean and recognize and see who these people are but actually then forget and well we haven't forgotten LB uh, how is she doing I mean injury wise I mean she's always getting a bit better every time do you know where we're up to
1: yeah no so she so she is she's still on um she's still on on the pathway to to, to coming back in obviously I know she's slowly gradually running and. And doing, doing every yeah, every every step that that we want kind of along the way at the moment. Um, she's she's currently away, so um, having a nice break away and on a holiday, so a bit of rest time for her. But but I know, yeah, again, an individual that will take every step, um, required, but also know that the the length of the journey because she's previously gone through it, so she's not trying to jump before almost that she can walk. So so again, yeah, she she's working still incredibly hard behind the scenes.
0: It's always that frustration, though, right? Because you want to be just on the you want to be doing what you love do you know what i mean and it must be um but incredibly frustrating look like we don't often talk about the backroom staff okay and um you have an amazing group of people um surrounding like beth who does an amazing job with the team right i mean how important are these people in the back staff to you
1: oh so so important i can't stress enough in terms of the, the, the yeah what beth does um even to say beth's kind of more we have not not full time with us, but I have more full time contact with Beth in terms of she's in every every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. There's other people in terms of Alec who supports on Tuesdays and supports Sundays or when he can with Beth, um, and when and we're supporting with Brit or making that team slightly bigger now to 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 have that extra element of support. But but I think that the most valuable thing is is for someone again like Beth. She just echoes our values so she will get training will start at eight o'clock, she will not be there at eight o'clock. she's probably there at six o'clock going through rehab recovery, seeing players who've got knocks over the weekend and, and you can you can't bring individuals in to if they if they're not passionate about it and they don't want to drive things forward and just ask them to do extra. I think the, the, the individuals that you love working with are them those that will stay behind after, Get there before and 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 again. Beth's so invested in what we're doing, and and part of the reason why we are where we are is because of that hard work. Because we've only got a good enough squad to work with if they stay injury free, if they have the support, if they have the knowledge, and 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 the terminology that I always use is I'm or we're expert, not experts, classes experts yeah. in the coaching department, but. I still have lots and lots of knowledge to understand in terms of the physical performance loading, in terms of injury, in terms of rehab. So I have to use her as the expertise there and mm. know when she says, OK, no, they can't play. Then I have to respect that decision because yeah. it's coming from a person with, with more knowledge from, from me. So, yeah, they're, they're so valuable to what we do.
0: I, mean, I must admit, when you, I mean, the Sports Centre is amazing, by the way, it's still looking amazing now with a great car park and things are just improving all the time down there and everything else It's just majorly brilliant. Um, But I do remember you being in those porter huts and poor old, you know, Beth has got running a like a massage table uh, into his little porter cabin and still doing her work. I mean, that that's that is more than commitment.
1: Yeah, she'll probably she'll probably tell you that was probably the worst worst times of her life. Um, no, but but yeah, but even as I say, to be able to to get to get circumstances that 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 weren't the nicest and not being able to 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 work in and and, and not that we wanted to yeah ever present them, we were in not we were in a kind of bit of a middle zone where we had a facility yeah. but not a full facility and. And Beth was going above and beyond. And, and as you say, working in conditions that shouldn't be expected to work in, but it was a real stopgap. And, and and like you said, now obviously having that facility in there indoors, it it does allow her the room in that, that she needs to, to properly be able to support these players.
0: Now, another person behind the scenes just want to give credit to, because I know that he announced this week that he is leaving is Jack Shaw, um MK's Don's head of football and performance that, that is going to be a loss to the club. I like Jack. So come on, what you, what have you done?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. No, 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 probably, (laughs) probably, um, probably my endless rants or my endless. (laughs) Yeah. Not shutting up, always talking to him, always messaging. And he's probably had enough of it all. Uh No. Um, no, I think. Look, I, I've I've got a really good relationship with Jack. I've had a really good relationship with Jack before, before the MK Dons women's side, and, and again outside of outside of football as well. And I, I probably still stay in touch with him most days now. Still, um, it, it, it is obviously one where he's drove the, 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 the women's side forward and he's worked hard with that and, and he does a lot of the stuff away from the scenes in terms of not stuff on the pitch but as I say the, the the stuff with the club and being that connection. So look he's he's he's, he's got a little one due next month. Um and, and I think for him it was yeah, football can be such a demanding industry to work in and, and often you're putting endless amount of hours in and, and I think he's just almost had a had a time to reflect and sit back and go, look, now's the time that He's dr- or drove drove it forward, and then and we'll still continue to do that. But he knows it's in good hands of good people, um, to to continue to to to, to have that upwards progression. And I have no doubt you'll be probably sat next to, and you'll be seeing him on most games because he's still as invested as always within the group.
0: Oh no, completely. I mean, I know you don't lose your first love of of teams, do you? Do you know what I mean? And you don't lose your love of, of where you've got a team to be or where the club is. MK Dons is a hold, honestly. We need Baby Sharp to be a future player, right? Surely.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: You mentioned already a little bit about Amy and uh, McLean, and we're going to talk to her now on the Game On podcast. One thing about Amy that perhaps you you could say about her. I mean, n- now she's back at work with us and now she's back in the team and fighting for, you know, a space alongside all your other amazing players as well. Um, what is about her that sticks out?
1: I think I think just her. Her attitude to football and her desire to to be the best player that she possibly can be, and I think we've again a lot of players obviously that want to do that. But I but I remember when when Amy come into our to well, when she was part of our 16s RTC and and being invested in her journey then and and um, and the step up then she I think the progression she's made has been fantastic because I think she's really, really stepped up in those moments. But I think it's all been because of the hard work she's put in, because of the mentality to get better and better. Um, And for her, she had a year, and she'll probably reflect honestly as well, I think she didn't have a year of setback, but she had a year where we had players in wide areas that were performing quite well. And we felt in that moment, because it was kind of her first year in senior football, despite her scoring a lot of goals and impacting and for the development side, who it was at the time, we felt that stick with it, stick with that and keep scoring goals and keep that confidence. And we didn't want to jump the gun a little bit too early with her. And when she saw other players of her age getting the opportunity because potentially we didn't have as much options in those areas. Um, but uh, she, she stayed invested in it. She understood the journey that she was going on um, and she was really educated with behind that. And, and I think, like I said, that's why I was really, really pleased last season when, when she come on and against Oxford, she scored away at Oxford um, and then, then obviously had a good good run of performances. Um, again, it was shame it was prevented by injury, but I think easily a player of her age and still quite early on in her journey in the women's game could have easily kind of lost the love of the game and easily kind of had a real setback. But I think she stayed so invested. She, she was at so many different games that we never asked her to come along being injured, but she was always there on the sideline supporting. Um, and like I said, it's so pleasing to see her involved. And, and she's been excellent in training the last five, six weeks. So she really has built up to, to this first start that she had on Sunday and, and the first goal.
0: Yeah, no, completely. And I think you're right saying that, you know, the fact that she turned up and sat alongside, it speaks highly of your team dynamics.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's exactly what we're looking for. When we, let's say, when we talk about, togetherness unity we have these values and it it, often we reflect back to how are we showing these values and and like i said just bits like that that having players comfortable to come in to come watch to to want to still be part of it it is really really valuable to us um and then that's really really vital to what we're doing driving it forward because if players see that injured players are there and cheering them on then then they say more and more do it and 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 we feel like we're, we're lucky when we're at, have, at home because we have the the big dugout so we can have a lot of players on it but you see like the Cheltenham game when a goal scored in the last minute you've yeah. got probably 10-12 players on, on near enough kind of round the edge of the pitch because of that goal's gone in and because they're they're injured but they're still so invested in it in, in that
0: no 100% and I know that you you talk about it but I we can see it and I think that's what's exciting Charlie we need a home game at some point so let's find out when that next home game is uh, right after and when the next game is because we know it's away this weekend as well let's talk about the next game right after we've had a chat with Amy McLean here on the Game On Welcome to the Game On podcast Amy McLean hello
2: hello thank you for having me oh my gosh
0: A goal scorer as well. Look at you like that. I mean, what a result of the weekend. You must be on cloud nine.
2: I know, yeah, it was a very good result. 11 goals. You know, we've not scored that many in one game so far, but I think we've got, I think we scored about 21 in five games now. A very good result.
0: You definitely are a team that, um, I've said this to Charlie Bill in another podcast as well, that actually there are plenty of you who can score. And that must be exciting and a challenge as well. Go, hang on, I want to get a goal in.
2: It's very competitive this year. There's so many players that can score goals, which is exciting. But yeah, it provides a lot of challenge for, you know, all of us up the top that want our position on the team. So we just have to do our best to try and score well as many as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the chance comes, just go with it, right? That's it. It must be exciting to be a part of the team this year to see just, I know you've had a few defeats. All right, we get that. But you have scored in every game, like not you, but MK Dons has scored in every game. So it must be exciting to see how the team has just like, just so improved from, say, uh, last year into this year, right?
2: Yeah, there's nothing that's, you know, holding any of us back. You know, there's plenty of us in the team that can, well, score goals. So
0: always been a forward or that you've been in all sorts of positions.
2: Um, I sort of started off in centre of midfield, but I've always been an attacking player, yeah.
0: Would you say that's your natural place to be then?
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: Uh, Because like centre midfield, you you see more of the game at that point. When you're forward, it must be difficult to see the game because the game comes to you.
2: Yeah, and I think, well, as I said, I started in the centre of midfield. So I I think that sort of made me decide, actually, I think I want to push myself further up the pitch rather than back.
0: Is a lot of pressure on you, Amy, to score every time you have the ball?
2: Um, I think I'm a player that is sort of, I'd say I'm good with my 1v1s. So I think when I get the ball, I try and be as exciting as I can. And, you know, the end result of beating a player would obviously be to score a goal. So I think there is pressure, yeah. But, you know, if I can't see the goal, I won't shoot, so.
0: Do you beat yourself up if you play badly or are you very good at now knowing how to deal with disappointment
2: i think when i make mistakes i'm obviously disappointed um because it's a team game so not only have i let myself down perhaps i've let the team down as well but i think you can't really dwell on it too much during a game because you've still got the rest of the game you know you've got 90 minutes yeah you can't really let that decide the rest of your game because you just need to work even harder to improve
0: now i know you you it was an amazing job at the weekend and that's a that's a huge amount of goals and I, I, you're right i don't think i've seen mk dons score that many it was getting closer wasn't it at the first game of the season i was thinking oh my gosh is this gonna be like england all over eight goals in their first game do you know what i mean in the euros but there's a moment where you go you can't completely rely on the fact that another team is going to just allow you to have that much time and space and just you know allow you to score was there a game this season already where you've kind of gone oh wow i i maybe that was a bit more of a challenge or a game that you enjoyed the most
2: last sunday was actually my first game back starting after injury i've been out for almost a year now with injuries my first game back was against billericky i come on for the last sort of 20 minutes yeah i've not really played too much this season really it, that's hard though surely yeah it's been it's been difficult yeah but i'm just so glad that i'm now back into it
0: so what was wrong what was what was the injury what what happened
2: well it all started i sort of hurt an ankle during a college game um, last year in May and I'd been to see various uh, different people but no one could sort of come to a conclusion of what it was um, but in the end it's sort of been diagnosed as an ankle impingement but I've got it on both ankles oh. uh, so yeah I've had to have steroid injections in my ankles which still hasn't really solved it but I'm now just sort of managing and doing what I can
0: Wow is it okay to run is it okay you're you, you're okay fitness wise is it difficult or are we just like how did you get to the position where you then be back on the pitch then?
2: I've just been working really hard um, with Beth the physio she's been amazing with, uh, with me um, sort of I'm still working on my fitness now but I think getting the game time is definitely helping me get back to where I was before.
0: How important it are people like Beth for football clubs like MK Don's?
2: so so important because you know it's she's someone you can go to with your injury you know you can talk to her about anything and without beth there's no rehab so the process is so much slower and i i wouldn't even be back anytime yeah i i doubt without beth
0: yeah no i, I a lot of people don't know about the background staff to these you know you think you might watch a game and you might go oh look there's Oh, there's someone running on the pitch. They're just supporting or helping or whatever, and we see Beth quite a bit, you know, doing her bit on the, on the pitch. Not just for even MK does, but I've seen it for like supporting the other team as well if they haven't brought anybody with them because these people are are needed. But actually, like they're just in the background, and not every club has that 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 support, right?
2: No, exactly. So yeah, we're so lucky to have Beth um, in the team with us.
0: Well, I'm so glad that she cleared you, and you are you're feeling better to be able so. Come on, Billy Ricky, Then you're on there going. I'm going to make a difference. It uh, didn't quite work out, but then the next game, you're in there. Boom! You're scoring a goal. That, that's got to be like the best return ever, right?
2: Yeah, I was really happy. Um, I got three assists as well, so yeah, very happy with my performance on Sunday.
0: <sighs> Maybe I should have had you in my fantasy football, right? Do you know what I mean? You've got to get someone with an assist on that on on the, on the G as well. So, uh, I, I mean, you just you you start go, going for games like that has there ever been another occasion in your life like that like with another team or or is that this one was like so just unusual on sunday
2: um i don't think so sort of we were so many goals ahead on sunday um, but we just knew that we couldn't stop you know we couldn't stop fighting we just wanted to get as many as we could and yeah that's what, that's what we were doing
0: and as a cup game it's exciting it means you're through to the next round um, and that is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And you got another cup game coming up this weekend?
2: We have, yes, League Cup this weekend, which is exciting,
0: yeah, another away game,
2: indeed, yeah, quite no, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, just a little bit further away then. So um, that is just a little bit of a track, but it's um not not as far as Plymouth. That's what we're saying, right?
2: That far <laughs>
0: <laughs> just not that far. Um, so, look, where's this love of football come from? Amy parent thing, brother thing, um just friends
2: um well, no one really in my family has ever sort of played football. um my brother used to play, he's a year younger than me, but um it all started as soon as I was able to kick a ball, really. There's a picture of me and my uncle um on a on a field, and it's just both of us with a ball, and that's that's just where it started
0: oh no that is lovely i think that that is yeah and having a memory like that even if it's in photography form um it just is brilliant isn't it because there's a moment where you go come on just yeah you know there's there's like that the heart behind it and so now that support um did you join the M- mk don set how does where's the story how does the story get to for you getting up to the first team here at mk don's
2: Yeah, so I I joined um, MK Dons uh, in the under-16s in the RTC. Um, I was there for one year and uh, I've been there since. So this is now my fifth season season here.
0: Wow. How important do you think the RTC is to players like yourself and and others as well?
2: It's so important. You know, it provides a pathway into first-team football. Um, when I was there, we had the opportunity to be able to train with the first team. And at the time, I would have been 15, 16. So, um, yeah, it's so important, especially for those younger players, getting to see what they could one day be playing, who they could be playing for.
0: A 15, 16-year-old, you join the RTC, you're there throughout, and then you are um, working your way up towards the, the first team, which must have been in- so exciting to be told, we want you to be a part of the first team, right?
2: Yeah, very exciting. You know, um, it's well, when I when I started, you know, that that was the, the main aim. And now I'm there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good feeling.
0: You can remember the day, right? You were
2: told. Well, I worked my way through. So I after the RTC, I went into the development team. And then, you know, I was working really hard. And then it was last season that I was given my squad number for the first team. And that's wow. where I saw, you know, I'm in there now.
0: Your university doing sports. What is it that your course is aiming you to do?
2: Um, well, the overall aim is to get well. As Beth is um, a sport and exercise therapist, um, that's the aim. I've always wanted to do something to do a sport uh, for my job. So obviously, football would be the number one choice. Um, so this is sort of my backup. Yeah. Backup.
0: No, 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 completely. And I think there's is is not unrealistic for a lot of footballers to go on after their careers to do like sport management or sport, you know, something in the, still in the world in sport because that's your first love, surely?
2: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: no, it, I, I think it completely makes sense. Uh, biggest achievement then in the footballing world that you have come across, that you've done yourself, something you could go back and go, oh, that was just a moment for me.
2: Um, I think playing at Wembley has got to be my number one amazing experience <laughs>
0: Tell me about your Wembley appearance then. Because that is like, I mean, that for, for goodness sake, I mean, that's that's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, so that was um, in secondary school. I think I was in year eight at the time. We'd entered a, a tournament. It just started locally. Um, and we were just going, working through the, the stages and sort of got to a point where, you know, we were in this last tournament and whoever won was going to be playing at Wembley. We sort of knew that from the beginning, but we thought, nah, but yeah, we went all the way, and um, yeah, we play got to play at Wembley, the final. Did you win? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it was the it was the experience that that done it for me.
0: Amy, yeah, let's not let us not overshadow the Wembley experience. It's a shame you didn't. Did you, did you score?
2: No, we lost one nil.
0: <sighs> got it. Yeah, those, those one nils, like yeah. there's nothing right. Do you know what I mean? So, oh man, sorry about that sorry I, I mean aim is to kind of play at Wembley again maybe in an England shirt maybe
2: oh, that would be nice yeah <laughs> I'm
0: not I don't have any contacts I'm sorry but you know what I mean uh, but playing for England would be something you would look you'd love to do right surely you'd love to be scouted by an, an England you know scout or whatever being seen and and been done and, and get get playing for them at some point
2: of course yeah I think that's sort of everyone's everyone's goal um when they play football but yeah that would that would definitely yeah it's an it's a goal
0: yeah um, is there other ways that mk dons actually helps people like yourself to to be able to do that i mean i know they've just introduced like gps trackers to the shirts and i know that they are looking at you know like joining in with other social networking when it comes to actually footballing and other bits and pieces so is there ways that you can help yourself or is there ways that mk dons can help you do that
2: yeah, so with the new um, GPS trackers we've got, it, you're able to see the distance that you've run, um, which then you're able to compare to other players. And it sort of sets, sets where you are right now. And I guess is only something you can work on, um, which they can help and provide feedback on.
0: Now, you work with a, a great squad of people, LB very much a part of the team, and we're missing her on the pitch. You must understand her pain, right, of not playing for nearly a year.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Um, LB, I was currently, uh, in my rehab at the time when LB got injured. Um, so we sort of created a little bubble, everyone that was injured. So yeah.
0: Yeah. But the, but that is the great thing about LB. She's an amazing support. And you, you must've had that in your life right with her.
2: Definitely. Um, funny enough, when I was younger, LB actually used to coach me. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, I've known LB for quite a while
0: you must have seen her change as well then as
2: definitely obviously um when i knew her before she was a coach and now i play alongside her so we're sort of in this journey together i suppose
0: yeah no no completely and someone who is definitely going to be on your side and want to be supporting you um would you say apart from lb who's the player you get on well with most in the team
2: uh i've got to say hannah warren i call her Wazza. Um I've been with her um, ever since the RTC so we've sort of come through this process together definitely Hannah Warren
0: and she's a great support on the side right I mean oh, honestly, she... from from defence in the goal to kind of like rushing up on the outside do you know what I mean and and passing in I mean I haven't spoken to Hannah yet great player
2: yeah she is she doesn't stop running but that's what you need
0: no 100% I mean I tell you what if I've got a GPS on my blooming back I'm I'm stepping all the time i I need to get those steps up because i'm I'm on those fitbit competitions oh i've only done a hundred thousand steps today oh i've done a hundred thousand one what i (laughs) mean biggest supporter in your family of what you do
2: i've got to say probably my mum and dad equally obviously before i was able to drive they would both be putting in the miles petrol money you know both equally um Whenever I'm playing, they're both listening to um Motty's mic. Yeah, they even if they can't make it, they're still they're still listening.
0: No, it's good, and I think for you know, right, there's nobody else doing that in this tier. Motty, Mike, Chris is just doing his job. Um, part of this game on podcast is is to support the the, the club as well, and what Chris does with the photos. Absolutely amazing, and it's um no other club has got this much input. Do you know what I mean from outside people? And I think it's a great club to be a part of at this point because when we go up the season, come on, as a fan, come on, you dance. Um, <laughs> when we go up the season, because I believe I don't care. Then I mean, Portsmouth are doing really well, Oxford are doing really well, but I've yet. I think we've yet to find our niche completely. That's okay. Because we're just building game after game a win, then you're you're going to be unbeatable. Do you know what I mean? Because people are going to believe and have no fear. Do you know what I mean? Which you've got, but just like turn it on a bit. I reckon turn it on a bit. So, and that's fantastic. Uh, Amy, three things about you. We would not have a clue.
2: Um, uh, when I was younger, I was on the England talent pathway for a few years. Um, I was on standby for one of the camps at under sixteen. Wow,
0: what does that actually mean?
2: So, they had the squad for the camp. So, if someone yeah. couldn't make their place, sort of thing.
0: Wow. Second thing.
2: Um, uh, I used to go to circus school, so I can ride a unicycle and juggle.
0: No Not way.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on. Can you steal a <laughs> unicycle?
2: Can, yes. Have
0: you got a unicycle?
2: You have one, yeah.
0: Amy, look, this has got to be your move, right? When you score a goal, you're on the unicycle juggling, right? I'm joking, Simon. So <laughs> That is those skills will never leave you. I mean, honestly, if your football doesn't work out, the circus, right? What do you do with the unicycle now? Is it just at home? You polish you know, polished to one side. Is it hard to ride?
2: Well, the saying it's just like riding a bike. You just pick it up and sort of can get back on it. But um I think when I when I first sort of learned how to do it, it wasn't too difficult. Because I think I'm I'm a person that sort of picks things up quite easily. Okay. Um but yeah, you've definitely got to have good balance.
0: Seriously. And you've got to keep pedaling. There's no freewheeling with unicycling.
2: No. Got to keep going.
0: Does everyone else know that you've got circle skills and uh, you can unicycle?
2: It's actually something that's sort of come into circulation recently. (laughs) Beth had given me three sort of small balls to do um, some rehab with. Oh, um, okay. And I sort of just picked them up and just started juggling. Then all of a sudden, before I know it, I've got eyes looking at me from all (laughs) down. And sort of
0: everyone's sort of now found out. <laughs> no, this is it. The yeah, wow that we we now know. So um, yeah. So not only um, footballs at your feet, they can have juggling balls in your hands. You know I mean, it could be your move. Do you know what I mean? You could be like running. Th- you could distract defenders by your juggling skills. Zoom <laughs> on through. Do you know what I mean? Sorted. No. <laughs> Maybe you could just flick the ball up. Do you know what I mean? Do a whole kind of like whole kind of whole circus thing. Boom, you're through. Sorted. Uh, third thing about you Amy that we don't know
2: Sophia in the team she's um she always starts most training sessions with how's the caravan I've been living in the caravan for almost a year now as we're having a whole house renovation (laughs) oh no yeah so um yeah it's almost done so we'll soon be out (laughs) oh my life
0: wow I I mean as the weather's not been too I'm just now trying to think whether we've had really bad weather or not but it's been okay right the heat wave in the summer must have been atrocious in your caravan.
2: Yes, it was like a greenhouse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, You want to live outside, not live in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Amy Clean, number 21, forward player for MK Don's ladies, uh, on the Game On podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. That, this is really great. Thank you so much indeed. Um, thank you for taking us on your journey from the RT3C through your cycling circus unicycle skills into playing at Wembley and seeing England and in your sports uni as well. So we're excited to see what the future holds for you. We'll be shouting, come on Amy, from the, from the side uh, as we see you play and uh, work hard. Because I tell you what, if there's enough people out there who can score goals, you've got to work hard on a Tuesday and a Thursday, right? To get picked for the Friday for the game at the weekend.
2: Definitely. Uh, the hard work doesn't stop.
0: No. And I, I tell you what, I, you must be like, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. And you must work as hard as you can. Does that give you a like, do you you find yourself going, come on, I've got to work even harder on a Thursday and a Tuesday?
2: Yeah, because um, selection um, obviously counts, you know, what you do in training, um, the efforts you put in. So, and obviously we only get to see um, Charlie and the rest of the coaches twice a week. So when we do see them, um, yeah, you definitely need to put 100% in
0: and that must be a very positive thing and a challenge as well at the same time
2: definitely yeah but it's a challenge that I think well everyone needs
0: Uh, Amy thank you so much for your time on the Game On Podcast
2: thank you for having me
0: yeah you talk about the fact that she was 15 16 you mentioned that earlier and then we heard that her talking about that and now at university doing sports um and almost being a little beth as well you know that kind of sense of like being involved in the wholeness of a of, of a player and that that's good to have that kind of career aspect of your life as well as wanting to maybe play for england yes please and also but play for the club as well
1: yeah no definitely and i think like like you said it's it's um, individuals understanding and work or um, going down different pathways in terms of that sport and with, with, with university and the journey they're going on, it helps educate them as well and probably helps educate Amy off the pitch in terms of the advice that she's getting but she's getting a lot of it through, through the university as well so that's only as uh, yeah, as, as valuable because yes yeah, she knows that the steps she, she can take to to almost ensure that she's performing at the best consistently um, not just on the pitch but how that looks off of it as well
0: yeah i know 100 percent. do you i mean how do, i asked her this question um just in the podcast you would have heard it the how does mk dons help these players potentially maybe even play for england one day is there a what is there a way of enabling these ladies to be like scouted at some point or is it just something that england does themselves
1: yeah, I mean, you do more of a promotion in kind of when they're working through the RTC programme, so you can recommend players that you feel and, and there'll be certain staff members that will work in this certain area. I think more and more when you get to the senior game, it's just, yeah, kind of word of mouth, knowing yeah. individuals. And, and if you feel that you've got, I know, a talented ind- individual or if there's a someone who's consistently scoring so if they're going on runs of games of scoring or impacting um then yeah then it'll often be a case of um one of the staff or the technical staff coming in and, and seeing either them in your environment or games or asking for footage to be able to then obviously compare and 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 then they potentially get invited on yeah on different days to to be able to assess where they are with, with players all around the country
0: So, I mean, social media must play a huge part in this as well. Do you know what I mean? I know you, uh, we talked about this last week about MK Don's uh, FC women, Twitter and other areas, just even on Insta as well. You're putting up the goals, you're putting up things. I think the social media is a building. And I think there's a moment where that's another opportunity, isn't it? For If I was a player, I want to be showcasing my skills and you have the footage that, that could help me, right?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it, it, ha- it helps with recruitment as well. You want to have players that are coming in that I think a lot of them now see the women's game, want to be a role model, want to be a driving force, want to play at the best standard possible. So if you're, I know, coming to a club where, and, and look, we knew that we needed that kind of room for improvement with what we were doing with that. Mm. Um, but I think if you start to see even you, your goals being branded around social media, um, comments being made, things like that, it does make you feel a lot better. And, and we certainly reflected on that in terms of, being able to yeah, to to support and, and, and be as good as kind of clubs that have got them full time potential opportunities and um and and, and, and and allow for, for players to, to showcase what, what, what they're doing. I mean Jem has scored three free worldies this season. So I think for her being being able to see that and the confidence she's had from that, just them little moments um I think are, are really, really valuable.
0: Oh yes. Some I mean, this is it. There's some cracking goals going on. Really, really brilliant. Um, if you listen to this and you've not seen any of them, please, please, please go to uh, MK Don's FC Women on Twitter or even on Insta, and you can see these brilliant, brilliant goals. It's so great to see them again and again and again. And you get a different perspective when we see them. Uh, if you're there live, brilliant. Uh, look, 121 miles, little round trip on Sunday to Chelsea. How important is this particular cup game?
1: I think every every cup game is so so important for what we do, but uh, but again, the the league cup is something that we we actually managed to um we actually managed to a couple of your few years ago now got to the got to the semi final this um and we yeah we unfortunately lost to to Stoke in that in in the um in the semi final um but the final never got played because that was the year with COVID first hit, but I think for us it's. We in terms of league cup, tier three is the highest competition, or the highest teams in there. So from our southern league, north side, and obviously tier four, and that as well. Yeah. So every club that are in the women's national league, um, and we believe everyone on our on our day that we believe that we um, can beat anyone. So I think cup games are always have the element of you might come off a back of a poor, I don't know. A league performance, or you might have lost a couple in the league, but you know a cup game's a one-off. So in that moment, if you turn up, if you played your best. We do believe that we can beat anyone. So the flip side for Chelsea, they'll be saying exactly the same thing. We had two really competitive games against them last season. So again, we can't take this lightly at all. And um, but I think hopefully we can win it. We can yeah enter the cup competition and then yeah kind of we feel that we can we can beat anyone within that and, and go on go on a nice cup run.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the consistency of not only scoring goals, which you are doing in every game, but the consistency then of winning gives the team that fearless that fearless thought. And if you can have two amazing cup runs before we get to the Bridgewater game, then there's a moment where you're like consistently winning away. Do you know what I mean? Which um doesn't even give you the home advantage, but actually gives you that kind of away mentality. No, we win. That's it. We're going to go out and just going to we'll do our job, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly kind of the conversation we're having. We're saying it winning is a habit. So you go away and you travel away to Cheshire and you go and get a win, and then if you go to Chelsea again and in, in another cup competition and you go and win again, then as you say, you're going a, a third journey to Bridgewater, but you're doing it off the back of hopefully two good results and two kind of wins, and and then yeah, it's it's just so valuable in terms of that habit of winning, um, and and we know and we noticed at the back end of last season when we started. Or not even just not winning, but when we were getting draws, picking up results, that was consistency. And then more consistent we had, um, the, the the team just grew in confidence. So yeah, that that be that be vital for us. And and if we if we can get a win on Sunday, that's four out of our first six games that we've won. So it it would it would probably if if it almost be as close to as perfect as possible. Um, from our first block of six, barring a couple of moments, And um, I think that's a really really pleasing start.
0: No, no, completely. And I think even as a, a, I mean, we're always disappointed when when you lose, but actually we've always, as I've said to you, and I even put like the fight uh, that you have is clear and evident. The team, the dynamics is clear and evident. And I think the consistency of them winning would just be the, the icing on the cake, right? Surely we all know that, right? It's obvious. It's that's an obvious question, uh, obvious statement even. Um, But yeah, so come on you dons. Oh, it's a bit of a journey and a half, right? And then we've got uh, a bit of Bridgewater away. Oh my, are you getting tra- travel miles? I mean, I hope they're getting you give you something per mile, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm trying to get my sleep back at this point. Uh, it feels like it does feel one of them ones in terms of on the road every Sunday. Um, it's how it's just presented itself with games that have been rescheduled, yeah. and then obviously cup draws both being. Being drawn away, which doesn't always happen, so it, it has made it for a difficult staff. Um, it doesn't, yeah, it's not too bad in terms of the time of the year. I think sometimes it's nice to get some of these away games out the, out the way because when you get to November, December, the dark evenings very early, it feels it was a lot, lot longer sometimes traveling to and, and, and from them away games. So, yeah, again, another, another road trip. Um, but, but hopefully, one where we can come home happy again.
0: Yeah, and you're right. I think by the time we get to that stage when we're all going to huddle around some some warm soup at the stadium, do you know what I mean? Um, or a cup of coffee. We've got a load of games at home, do you know what I mean? That are going to just like, and we just want the crowds to come and we and let's double that 600 that came and enjoyed that first game and just kind of like be be shouting from the stands, do you know what I mean? And um, just enjoying and seeing some um amazing football that we've we've got to a point where it's just like. Boom! One game after another. Do you know what I mean? It'd be fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, Charlie Bill, thank you for another great um game on podcast. It's been great to chat to you as always. Um, enjoy the game on Sunday down at Chelsea. We'll be shouting as we listen to Chris uh, Motti's Mike uh, on his commentary, which is always fantastic. Um mk dons fc women on twitter go and have a listen to cwsportradio.com uh, where you can hear Motti on sunday and we'll, we'll be shouting come on you dons uh, from afar and uh, enjoy that as well so thank you very much to amy thank you very much charlie um and have a good game on sunday
1: thank you simon <laughs>